talked about is having a on as a guest later down the road yeah and uh his response was on a scale of one to ten how autistic are we talking about oh uh i mean like a six yeah yeah right i think yeah i think a six is about fair yeah i I think we, we we hit a lot of good defense topics i just don't think there was quite enough mischief to get us past a six for last week well, uh, do you want to kick us off here for a uh, second term? Episode two? Yeah, yeah. dude. Um, I had to take a big old shit this morning because uh, yep, you ever get those like, the, day, the day, day after drinking? Oh, the period? Yeah, dude. Just yeah. oof. Because, uh, yeah, we were, we were out of the beach yesterday and got, uh, got a little lit. Yeah, if you're if you're if you're crushing light beers or like seltzers, the morning after period is just it's just different. Yeah, it really does hit different. So, uh, unfortunately, you're def- definitely ahead of me, time zone wise, uh, for drinking. So I'm gonna have to have to try to catch up here. Sounds uh, good. Yeah. So <clears throat> tough week for uh, the Ukrainians. Looks like they officially lost uh, the city of Bakhmut, which we talked about last week. Huh? Is that yeah. A, are you memeing? Look, I thought they. No, I'm. I thought they sure had a successful offensive. No, I'm pretty sure they they did a couple of flanking attacks, um, but it looks like they are pulling out entirely. Oh shit! I thought That's they had a like good hook uh, in the north and south. They had like breakthroughs against uh, Wagner guys. Yeah, I think I think that was more just to get. Uh, pressure pulled off of them so they could get the rest of their guys out oh get the middle group out it could be wrong though i mean this it's it's all very early this is within the last like 12 hours yeah um so it's possible that that this is all just propaganda um i did see uh old evgeny said that he was going to be reallocating his wagner forces to uh africa syria sudan place like that so that's an interesting, interesting update. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they. Are, I did are, see. Uh, f- Go ahead. I did see he almost got shelled. You watch that video? Mm-hmm. Or it's like clo- yeah. it wasn't like close, close, but enough to be like that's eh, kind of concerning. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. That's uh, that'd be a big win if you could take him off the battlefield from a propaganda purpose. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have any more soy jacks of him, so. Ah, no, that's true. That's true. Did you see the, uh, did you see the, uh, clearly staged video of the Chechens running into Bakhmut? Yeah. Ah, dude. It's like a seven second video and it just looks so fucking stupid. It's just a bunch of LARPers. Like, I've debated this back and forth, like, watching, especially, like, Middle Eastern armies, except for, like, the Jordanians and Israelis, their recruiting stuff and, like, 
basically prop- military propaganda stuff is like pretty legit. But when you look at countries like Russia and China and like Syria and Iraq and like their like hype videos, quote unquote, or like demonstrations and the Saudis too, their demonstrations yep. for military stuff. It's so it's just so cringe. And yeah. like it's hard to believe it. And I was like, man, I wonder if like the US and Canada and British stuff is cringe too. And I was rewatching some stuff and like, you know, the Marine Corps had their infamous, you know, recruiting ad from like the early the dragons where he yeah, the dragon. Oh yeah. And I was like, okay, that was kind of cringe. But that was also like thirty years ago. It was super cool at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, like man, I remember are our recruiting videos and like are the recruiting videos we like the Americans put out and the Canadians and like the West are the ones that they put out as cringe or like over the top as other ones? And I'm like, mm, maybe I'm just biased, but no. Well, ours we don't try to be badass generally. The Marines are they do pretty well. Um, again, this these statements don't reflect the uh, the DoD or you know any official whatever that disclaimer is, right? But uh, I will say, like, the... It's like the diversity kind of pushing ones. Uh, like, you remember the the animated, was it Air Force one for the, the chick with two moms? There was an... What? I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like I'm, Emma or something. Oh, I remember the... I, I will say, like, the Goldfein ones, where it's like, this is our Air Force, come join us. That shit was hype. Goldfein was a badass, though. Goldfein was, like, yeah. literally a war hero shot down, recovered by Air Force Special Operations in a war zone. Like, that's a fucking badass thing. And it's, like, and, I'm recording uh, him as he's going down, and he's, like, talking to the AWACS. Like, that is badass. Yeah. I, the Marine Corps one, too, where it's, uh, I think it's called Battles 1, where it's a statue. And it goes oh, through, like... Yeah. You know, the Revolutionary War and the Civil War and the Barbary Wars and World War One. That that was an incredible ad. Yeah. And then do you remember back in the day the Navy? Um there ones uh, it was uh who narrated it? Somebody fam- like famous actor narrated it and it was like a global force for good. And those oh. ads were amazing, like super good. But that's what I wonder about is like we think those ads are cool, but then to, you know, overseas, they'll be like, oh, God, that's so cringe and over the top. Just like right. we think the same thing about, you know, their videos or whatever. Yeah, I I am sure. Well, I think even the, like, Putin has come out and, like, they've they've made fun of some of the DOD recruiting ads. Yeah. They're like, you know, basically you guys are doing doing it wrong. And then, you know, of course, there's, like, the the weird right-wing people in the U.S., who are almost pro Russia, you know? Um, yeah, and it's, they it's they would weird. Like, yeah, it's such a bizarre phenomenon. I was talking about this with some uh, some friends recently, and yeah, like you guys understand, Ukraine is not a perfect country, and yeah, they've got plenty of corruption, and there's there's a lot of question marks to be answered about like where money is going and all that. But this is literally the most cost efficient way for the United States to cripple Russia. Oh, yeah. It's pennies on the dollar. I mean, you think about a head-on, like, head-on-head confrontation, which hopefully would never happen. But when you're but, looking, I mean, look look, look back in time, right? World War One, we did the same yep. thing. World War Two, we did the same thing. The yep. l- l- I mean, this is the modern Lend-Lease program, right? 
It is. Instead yeah, of sending the is. Soviets, you know, trucks and tanks and blueprints and food and clothing and all that stuff, we're just sending the same thing to Ukraine. You call it a, I mean, if you want to call it a proxy war, but I think that word has a bad connotation these days where like yeah. a proxy war is inherently bad, which is, I mean, depending on who you ask, it's, it's not, right? You're, right? you're pushing national objectives at a fraction of the price through someone who's invested in victory and you're providing them aid. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, to v- me, it's v- kind of hard to argue that's bad, right? Yeah, I mean, Vietnam was a proxy war from the Soviets, right? They were supplying missiles and jets and allegedly pilots, but that was a huge black eye for the United States. And then the same thing happened in Afghanistan, just flipping the sides, where we then were supplying the uh, the Mujahideen, huge black eye for the Soviets. You know, this is, I think, just part of modern history. And I mean, it's it's sad when you have superpowers who are just kind of letting another country bleed for them. But I mean, I think the Ukrainians, they would not be where they are today without U.S. aid, for sure. Yeah. And I think they are happy to, to t- do this fight on their own. They would be happier yeah. with, you know, more support, obviously. But um, did you see that the, they confirmed the Patriot survived? Yeah, yeah. So the the DoD reports were, well, the Ukrainians said none were damaged, which to me, I was like, I don't know if I believe that. Kind of sounds like Ukrainian propaganda. And then DoD said, right, yeah, some were damaged and they're back online. I was like, okay, that's a little bit more believable. The Russians yeah, they said, said it was pretty you know, shit were destroyed, so it's somewhere in the middle. I mean, I'm inclined to believe the DoD statement on this one. Yeah, mostly. Uh, you know, they said they sent technicians in there. We're able to repair it and get it back online. Now, does that mean it's like 100% operational? I don't know. But uh, still, Patriot is uh, definitely getting a pretty good reputation out there. Yeah. Shooting down hypersonic missiles. And you, <laughs> is it true that they, <laughs> that they had, uh, what, was the, what was the hypersonic missiles that they sent, the Russians? What was it the called? Kinzals, the Kinzals. They call yeah. it Dagger Did, in English. Was is it true that they arrested some of the engineers on that team? That's what I've been seeing. For, Again, for I fraud? Don't, I don't know what to believe, but yeah, that's what yeah. I've been seeing. Because they literally just took a regular ballistic missile and just made it faster and then air-launched it. So, like, yeah. it's hypersonic in name only. Like, U.S. and Chinese hypersonic research is focused on, like, these, like, maneuvering, like, atmosphere-skipping weird shit. And... uh yeah, the Russians are just like, oh, we just made the missile faster. Yeah. And does it really count, though, if it's air launch? You've already got, you know, a couple hundred miles an hour already. It still you counts know I mean? technically. Yeah, I mean, technically yeah. it still counts as a hypersonic. But, yeah, it's it's just a fast ballistic missile. Yeah. Oh, and um, the hotness with the, uh, you see the F-16 stuff with the Belgians and the British? Yeah. Yeah. So, and the uh, Dutch. NCD, obviously, shout out to them was criticizing the Belgians. Have you seen their flight safety reports? Like the stuff that happens in Belgium with F-16s? Oh, no. So apparently no. a technician was working on an F-16 on like, it was just, they were doing maintenance. And somehow the gun fired and destroyed one that was oh. right in front of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I have seen that. And it's like, did you put a 12-volt battery in the wrong place? Like, did you trip and grab the 
the the stick and how does that even happen you know it would and, have to uh, be some sort of electrical they, misfire they've had a lot of f-16 mishaps for some reason like a weird amount in the last few years yeah i mean they're probably aging airframes partly yeah they're Maintenance is probably not up to U.S. spec, which granted, even our maintenance isn't great at times. Um, and it also it could be just that, that like reporting bias where like now mm. that it's being looked at, you're like, oh yeah, there's all these issues. Whereas if you looked at any other country, yeah. everyone's got flight mishaps with with high performance aircraft. Like they're just such complex yeah, that machines. Was, that was a few months ago, right? That one went down in uh, Virginia Beach. Is that a Hornet? It, like, crashed uh, in the suburbs. So. Yeah, did you see and the other like, Spanish F-18 that went down? Yeah, the Spanish uh, F-18 went F-18. down, too. Yeah, 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 during an air show. Did you see the whole video? Yeah, the guy bailed out, luckily, uh, it looked like. Yeah, it it looked like, man, he was just pushing the aerodynamics way beyond what it was have been capable of, of, like, yeah. doing some low-speed low maneuvering that, like, completely stripped the lift off of the, the airframe. Yeah. But yeah, that was a, yeah, that that's was a wild video too. Yeah. I mean, it happens, right? Like it does. That is an unavoidable part of stuff. Like tanks get stuck in the mud or, you know, bust down a bridge, planes go down, like you know, it it's normal. But yeah, the, the Belgians were especially getting like made fun of for offering that and there's just a compilation of Belgian F16 mishaps and I was like, "Oh, Maybe not yeah. the NATO partner of choice, but you know it's better than nothing. But uh, yeah, was it was it Slovakia or the the Czechs who gave over all their MiG twenty nines? I think it was Slovakia. somebody. Yeah, and like a lot of them, it's just spare parts, which is like okay, that's that's fine too because yeah. like your supply chain is from Russia, so you're not getting more spare parts <laughs> out of yeah, except for what you already have, and so you might just have to cannibalize some airframes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm still not convinced that this is a an aircraft war, like that that the F-16 will win the war. No, it's a ground war. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah, really, what that's... you're gonna have is F-16s getting shot down. Not all of them. Yeah. And, you know, they're gonna have some probably pretty good success, but they are gonna have some some shoot downs almost certainly. Yeah. I'm surprised to see the Ukrainian C-25s are still running, like still doing. <sighs> yeah. They do the so I wonder how effective really the those unguided rocket lobs are that they do all helicopters and C-25s. I can't imagine I they're very accurate. Is. Yeah, I don't think it is. I mean, I imagine you could do some basic physics and be like, okay, this is the the launch velocity, and then this is the angle to like get them to drop in this area. But it's just going to be like an area target. It's more just suppression yeah. rather than actually doing damage. Yeah, because what I've noticed a lot in in footage coming out of East Ukraine is they look like hedgerow. It's basically hedgerows, right, from Normandy. Yep. It is yeah. vertical and horizontal strips of wooded area outlining large fields. And when you're yep. talking something rectangular shaped, like very elongated, and the area effect weapon, I mean, you're kind of limited there by just the shape of where the enemy positions are, you know? Right, because the, the enemy is generally going to be, you know, dug in horizontally in cover in those wooded areas. Yeah. Which means your your margin of error is, you know, 100 yards of that, that wooded area before you're hitting 
you know, either either in front of it or behind it with the uh, into the fields where there's nobody out in the open fields. Right. So yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a tough one. Um, yeah. I don't see it being super effective, but it looks cool as shit, and like those low level flight videos are awesome. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is another funny news story that I came across. This is, I guess, a, uh, maybe a couple weeks old at this point, but I just came across it that uh, uh, the Red Cross came out and uh, they said that um, gamers should obey the rules of arm, laws of armed oh, conflict while that. playing video games. Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I think it was Dude, pointed at uh, Arma 3 players. <laughs> oh, no. Or, or, yeah, like uh, the guys who do like Thunder. Super Milsim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, what what poor intern was like, just somebody walking by and they're like, hey, intern, I need you to write a report about how people in video games are committing war crimes. And they're like, huh? Yeah. It's like, I can't even think of any games where I play or I can like actively kill civilians. Like, I mean, the, the, the one infamous level. Yeah, we all know. Yeah, airport. And that was like, yeah. I mean, even back in the day, that was like, that just fried people's brains. Oh, yeah. That was that was such a controversial. And the game even gave you the option to skip it, if you remember. Yeah. I remember um, playing that, that level as a kid, and like, I couldn't do it. Oh, I, I was like, yeah. I was like, this is insane. Like, I, I mean, didn't it felt, even... It felt fucked up, but I was like... Yeah. Oh, just, you know... We're not shooting back you, get, you know, you get one shot. You know, <laughs> one opportunity <laughs> once in a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, shit yeah, like that. Chance. I mean, when when did MW2 come out? Was that, like, over 10 years ago? Oh, at, at least, yeah. Because I think yeah. I was in high school. So that's... Yeah, that's old. And back then, that was a big hoopla. But today, yeah. I was like, "What? What games are they referencing?" Because like know. Call of Duty, I'm, there's no really civilians, and Battlefield, there's none. I'm just but envisioning War like, Thunder. This, this, this intern got teabags playing Halo Infinite, and he's just like, "Fuck this!" Yeah. And then he's like, "We gotta stop the teabagging. It's out of control." <laughs> I'm tired of being embarrassed in public. Yeah. Did I ever yeah. send you that screenshot when I was playing Halo Infinite where nobody on console at least uses the like the all chat feature? But this guy yeah. wrote, Boys, if we lose this game, my wife is gonna leave me. <laughs> and everybody, everybody hopped on the, the console like type in chat, which is like a huge pain yeah. in the ass. It is we were like, Don't worry, bro, we'll win. Yeah. Did you win? Yeah. We did. Nice. So I'm assuming the wife stayed. But but yeah, yeah like I don't know. I mean, what games were they referencing with civilian, like, CSGO, Valorant, Overwatch, like, and even And every major... game punishes you for killing civilians. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever play the, uh, uh, the, the Army, the Army official game that they released? Yeah. It was based on the purposes? Arm engine, right? I think so. It I remember, yeah, I think it definitely was. I got a free copy of it from a recruiting booth, and, uh... Like, our computer would barely run it at all. It was just... So oh, um, what was it? Soldier of the Future or something? No, You're talking I about the official like army? America's, America's Army, I think, is what it was called. Let me let me Google it, because I'm actually... I yeah. actually remember this. 
this advertisement. I, I, dude, I America's Army. The first level. Yeah. yeah, America's Army. I never made it past God, the oh first level. Oh, my God. Guess the first what level. Released. Uh, hang on. Oh, Get, guess what day and month are released? Uh, June 4th? June July 6th. 4th. July 4th, okay. Yeah. Um, 2002. No, I never made it past. God. Oh, two? Okay, yeah. I was way off. But I never made it past the first level, because the first level, you were literally sighting in your M16 at the range. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder what happens if you kill the, the, the instructor. So I blasted the instructor, and it just gives you the friendly fire will not be tolerated, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but then it, it goes directly to a loading screen. It says loading your next mission. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. I found, like, the cheat code to skip past all the boring training bullshit. They're going to send me on some sweet mission. No, you literally spawn into a Leavenworth cell. Oh, you were no just, way. That's it. Like, that's the end of the game. Yeah, you were just in a, in a cell. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. I did not know that. Yeah. That was, uh, and I was like, all right, this game is fucking stupid. Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> it sent you to Leavenworth. Yep. Yeah, you got oh like your just your little your little you know true to life cell layout, and you're just pacing around. There's nothing to do. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, in May 2022, official online functionality and support for the latest game in the series, America's Army Proving Grounds, was withdrawn. Oh, they shut it down. Man, a sad day. What's the so the old motto I know is what was it? BLU can be. Is yeah, that what they it was? brought it back. The they brought it back for like two weeks. What's their? I don't even know what all the slogans are now. No, no, they brought back "Be All You Can Be" for like two weeks with a new ad campaign, and then they found out that the guy who narrated it was like a—he got arrested oh, for yeah. something scandalous. Was it like yeah, child pornography or like diddling no, kids? Yeah, or something? it was something really bad. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely you know high up there on the list of. Yeah, I think you, the army spent like from. millions on the contract, and they found out, and they're like, "Well, we can't use any of this shit now." <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, now that, that that's been, true. That would yeah. be embarrassing. Yeah, I, I want to say the guy who narrated the Navy ones. What's what's his face from uh, State Farm? Jake. No, the or nationwide. Nationwide. Sorry. I don't know. You're not talking about G.K. Simmons, are you? It was the... Like, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two? No, the guy before him. Uh, super deep voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. The big black guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. God. Yeah, Didn't he narrate the Old Navy ads? I thought. That's Maybe I'm ringing a bell. Remembering, right? You're wrong. Yeah. Um... The new Marine ones have been good, though, too, with I mean, the, the, vanishing, cool. the vanishing ships one and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that one's I mean, good. I would say the Marines of any branch are probably transforming most effectively to being like, all right, we're going back to World War II island hopping tactics. So that means yeah. we, don't, we don't need tanks. Every guy's going to have <laughs> – Goodbye, Every tanks. guy's going to have fucking night optics and a suppressor on his M27. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, – you know, they're getting their, their uh, mobile anti-ship cruise missiles. Yeah. Yeah. I saw so the just... uh, Hawaii Marines were all, like, new helmets, new body armor, suppressors, M27s, like, nice stuff. Yeah. Well, it makes sense, right? Like, it's 
that that is cheap in comparison to maintaining a fleet of Abrams. Yeah. And Abrams and beaches don't really work. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like how the Marines are, are transforming. I was uh I was I yeah, I had that conversation with my old boss. You remember him, the the prior Marine? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the J the JRE. The jailbreak like, organization. Yeah, he really was. He was like, back in my uh, day, yeah. we had carry yeah. handle M16s, and that's all you needed. It's like, well, yeah. the future is now. Yeah. But no, well, good was... dude. I like him. I miss him. He's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, I still talk to him every once in a while. Good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to, like, cringe hype videos, like, obviously, last episode, we talked about the, the TikTok battalion. Yep. But you see stuff like jumping through flaming tires and uh-huh. like karate kick demonstration. It's just like, is it cool to them? And we, we just have is. like a Western bias. I think it's a cultural difference. Um, Cause like, if you look at like the, if you remember those old BDD recruiting videos. Yeah. The upside down tomahawk throw and shit like that. Yeah, you know, I think because of, like, Russian culture is very, like, power-focused and, like, very hyper-masculine, I think that stuff actually does get them kind of hard. Yeah. I mean, too bad those guys are all dead now. Uh, the boys conduct uh, an airfield <laughs> assault without seed campaign. <laughs> yeah. The last episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, here's uh, this is just this just came in my mind. Sorry, it's changed the topic. Um, so I was out at the beach uh, earlier this week, and was just walking, doing a walk down the beach. And I mean, I look like shit these days, right? Like hungry skeleton, beard, and you know, we've all hair. been there. Yeah, and uh, I'm walking, and these two like young gym bros looking guys come like towards me, and like I've got my headphones in, like, hey, dude, I'm like, what's up? I'm like, do you have any uh, any Nick? And I was like, you guys, you guys Zinfandels? Like, yeah, yeah, we're from Zimbabwe. And I was like, oh, sorry, I was like, I don't have any. But somehow, Father, Father forgive me, I've zinned. Yeah. <laughs> out of everyone on the beach, they saw me and they're like, that guy's most. That's our guy. Have some. Yeah. That's our like, guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Any, any other time. Yeah. Uh, they know you know oh yeah yeah you, you see one of your own yeah yeah no you can you can see it from a mile off you'd be surprised yeah. too like how much more con- i guess it's good but not the best but the amount of people who are doing like the the single use vapes and stuff they just pick up at gas stations whatever yeah it's insane how many people you see now like instead of taking a smoke break at work or they're at the bar and they're like, oh, and a little buzz while I'm drinking. And they just whip out one of those. I'm like, when did this yeah. be? Like, I remember the big jewel craze a few years yep. ago. And like, even even that was still kind of not isolated, but it wasn't as common. But now these days you see like the single use gas station vapes like everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you see them dropped in the, you know, just littered out on the street and the sidewalks yeah. too. Yeah. I'd say nicotine really kind of got a big... Uh, Big comeback in the last couple of years. Because yeah, we went like, from the uh, Marlboro man to the broccoli haircut high schooler getting the vape, you know? Times change. Yeah, man, that's a that's a disappointing shift. 
Hopefully less like less lung cancer though. Yeah. Yeah, that'd that'd be better to not have that. But you know, the new ads now, uh it's that guy narrating, it's like, did you know that smoking a vape puts toxic metals in your lungs? In your lungs. And I was like, okay. As I hit my vape, I'm like, no, oh, it'll be all right. <laughs> Noted. Yeah, I uh I remember like when I first started doing Zen. Like I've been, I've smoked for a couple of years and like that, I would, I would never like do at work and I would always like kind of do it discreetly. But when I started doing Zins, I thought like that was something you had to like kind of hide. Yeah. Be low so key at work, at, yeah. So like at work, I would like sneak one under the table and pop one in and uh, yeah, it turns out no, nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, cause they smell good, right? It's not like chewing tobacco where it's like, you have tobacco on your breath or smoke on your breath it's like yeah you know he's got a mint but a fun mint and yeah yeah mischievous yeah 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 can we do a pause here real quick yeah yeah Uh, i'm not gonna pause it i'm just we'll we'll just note 29 minutes okay because i gotta pee um yeah no it's fine all right um so another topic that i've had oh go ahead you wanted the you wanted to bring up the uh, sci-fi books, like good military sci-fi books. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, this this was something that we talked about this week about. Um, I mean, science fiction in general. I think some of those books are phenomenal. Um, so I read the, my recommendation is the Forever War. Yeah. Um, that one I read by mistake because I was taking in college. I was taking a military literature class my senior year. Mm-hmm. And there was, a, there was a book on the syllabus called The Forever War. That one is by, I think, Dexter Filkins. And it's about oh, there's two different ones. Yeah. Yeah, so there's one about Afghanistan, basically the, the unending war, uh, written in, I don't know, 07, 08. Uh, I made a mistake, and I bought the other one. I was like, mm. oh, this is, this is pretty fucking good. Showed up to class completely unprepared to contribute. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone in the class is just like, yeah, so... Uh, Afghanistan, huh? And I was like, huh? What chapter was that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't remember that. War, great recommendation there. It's uh, basically due to um, how time and space shift at different velocities. If the guy who starts, you know, basically gets drafted early on in this conflict and then continues to fight different battles, but yeah. Earth, so he ages at his rate, but Earth ages at a different rate due to their mm, kind of like an Ender's space. Game thing. Yeah, very much like uh, Ender's Game or Interstellar. Uh, and so he like comes back. It's actually kind of funny. Good commentary on uh, being a veteran that he like comes back and like everyone on Earth is like genderless and like they're all into like this like woke bullshit stuff. <laughs> but like, but like the book was written in like the 70s so or 80s. It was analogous to the. To the Afghanistan war now, right? <laughs> it, it actually, yeah, that was that would have been a, a good contribution I should have should have made, but you know, genderless stuff. We weren't having those conversations in, in yeah. uh, two thousand eight. Yeah, so yeah. Every, they, he comes back to Earth after like three thousand Earth years and just like amorphous blobs. Yeah, literally, he's like, I can't relate to these people anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, it w- I will that's, say. That's um, if you haven't read it yet, it's a three-book series, and I've got it here. Um, I read the first one, got partly through the second one, and I'm looking at it now, and the third one is untouched because the spine is intact. But Old nice. Man's War is good. 
Okay. So I won't spoil it because you figured this out in the first like 20, 30 pages, but everyone on Earth, this is in the future, everyone on Earth, when you hit 75, you have the option to enlist in the Colonial Defense Forces. And basically what okay. they offer is like when you're old, right, like there's something to look forward to. You're just old and it sucks. And so it's like, hey, instead of being okay. old and sitting around and withering away, you can join the, the CDF. And we will make okay. you young again. And then basically what they do is like Earth has no contact with the CDF. So like everything on Earth is like normal. Like there's still countries. There's an entire human like space colony empire sort of thing. But they draw people from Earth when they turn 75. It's like, hey, you can enlist and you'll be legally dead according to Earth. And you like all your stuff will be given away and you'll never come back. But you'll be young again. And they're like, oh, what does that mean? And so it follows the main character and a bunch of old people. He calls his clan the old farts. He meets a bunch of people on the way to enlist. Okay. But it's super interesting where it's like your brain is still 75 or older, but you're very, very young. And then you go to fight in like interplanetary wars. But yeah, it's pretty good. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I'm looking at the library right now. I would say uh, Call Sign Chaos. Really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Nonfiction. Um, yeah. On killing and on more. combat are always, always good, good too. Yeah. It's interesting too, because on combat and on killing, um, it draws a lot from cops, which makes sense. Because yeah. it's anybody with a deadly force encounter. So it's like cops and military, and I think some firefighters or like normal people too. <laughs> um, Master and Commander, great movie, by the way. Oh, great um, movie. That, that movie's been having a resurgence on social yeah. media. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. A people, weird amount of people like... People have been posting the, the opening uh, dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know war, what the deal with that is. The Secret War Against Hanoi is a good one, too. That's about, like, CIA and uh, MACB SOG shady okay. stuff. Yeah. Um, and then All Quiet on the Western Front and uh, Storm of Steel. So... There's two. I've got Storm of Steel. You you lent me that one. Yeah, there's two basically sides of the aisle on World War One books. A lot of people are like, "Hey, all quiet on the Western Front is too dramatized and fictionalized," and then other people are like, "Hey, Storm of Steel is too dramatized or fictionalized." It all kind of depends on what you want, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's supposed to be memoirs or like biographies. Yeah. Um, but all quiet on the Western Front is certainly more. I don't know. I hate to use the word like human because he doesn't talk about just the combat. It's like, yeah, he talks about his friends and, you know, the the Belgian and French locals and the context of everything. Yeah. And yeah, and then Storm of Steel is just brutal. Like, that's just the meat grinder book, I guess. Yeah. But the movie for All Quiet on the Western Front, if you haven't seen it yet, very good. Yeah, no, I've seen that. Very, very well done. That won uh, yeah. Oscar for. What, best foreign film or something? Really? I think it won best Damn. foreign feature. Yeah. Well, the soundtrack was awesome too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Great movie. Because um, we talked like one... last episode about the uh, like clock or stopwatch kind of music. Um, yep. All Quiet on the Western yeah. Front did the same thing too. I don't think I. And it was that. good. Yeah. I need to. I need to rewatch that. It's a long one, but I need to rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah. We're um, Another book recommendation for you, I don't think I've recommended this to you before, um, or for our listeners, is Newt Gingrich, of all people. 
has huh. a couple couple series of uh, speculative historical fiction. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He does a so uh, the, doesn't he do a if the South one kind of thing? Uh, sort of. So it's basically what would have happened. It's not even if the if the South had won at Gettysburg, but basically like there's a there's one chapter that's basically uh, Longstreet arguing with Lee about. They're at Gettysburg. First day has passed. They've taken, you know, massive losses. And Longstreet's basically saying, "This is not the battle that we need to fight. We need to reposition our forces." And so yeah. they get, they basically cut the uh, Army of the Potomac off from Washington, and then force the Army of the Potomac into a battle that Lee has chosen the ground for, and just mm. wipe them out. Just massive losses. And so the the rest of the series is what would have happened if that had occurred. You know, how yeah. the war progressed, uh, and it basically just accelerates the war. Uh, I won't give I won't give it away, but you know Grant comes east way sooner um, to take command, and the you know the military industrial complex is a big key component. Uh, fascinating yeah. stuff. And then his second, uh, it's not a trilogy; it's just two books. Is on uh, World War II, Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. and what would have happened? What would have happened if the Japanese had launched uh, a final attack on Pearl Harbor rather than calling it off after I think was it two waves. Yeah. Um, and so that one is uh, that one's good. <laughs> I will say I actually screenshotted because I, I was going to bring this up later a <laughs> uh, a clip because I was like, man, this this doesn't feel like it aged well. Uh, yeah. So one one of the this is like in the 1930s. It's like a flashback to one of the diplomats. He goes. His wife was a Nisai, half Japanese, a wonderful racial mix, so typical of Hawaii where they had met when he was stationed there in the early 20s. As her father was Portuguese European, her mother Japanese, and Margaret had inherited the best in both, the best of both in terms of intellect, beauty, and charm. Huh? And I, and I read that and I was like, wait, so which one gives you, which, which race gives you which traits? Like, yeah, it, that's pretty subjective, right? Like it, it, it feels like he's it feels like he's saying like Japanese women are hotter than Portuguese women, but maybe por- the Portuguese maybe, are more charming than the Japanese. Maybe Newt Gingrich is like a low key weeb, and he's like, I love Japanese culture and Japanese women. Hey, you kind of get that feel reading the book. He uh, definitely like there's definitely a certain reverence for Japanese culture from a couple of the characters, which I mean I get. Like, yeah. There's there's a lot in their uh, their 19 pre World War II culture really, yeah. Outside of you know the the rape of Man King and all that, but outside of that, yeah. like the warrior culture, the discipline and all that, uh, the honor. There's there's a yeah. lot that I think people are admirable of, and then you're like, well, you, you took it a little too far there, fellas. Yeah, and and that's an interesting thing too. Like during the 20s and 30s and 40s, Bushido culture, which the Japanese government basically bastardized it. Back back in the day, Bushido was like um, chivalry. So yeah. you think of like the old medieval knights, like, oh, you know, I defend, you know, stand up for the poor and for the weak, and I fight for what's right. And, you know, I, I offer the lady my, you know, my house crest or whatever. In all the movies you see, like A Knight's Tale and all, yeah. all kind of shit like that. So Bushido was kind of like that back in the day, but the, the Imperial Japanese just took it and they just, yeah, they just use it as a recruitment and, and nationalist tool. Yeah. They, which they is really very interesting to think that. about. 
Yeah, because like the daimyos, which were like the feudal lords, and the samurai, which were the elite class back in the day, they it was basically chivalry, right? Like you mm -hmm. fight for what your lord tells you. If you're a professional samurai for just some man at arms or whatever, and then the imperial Japanese were like, oh, like honorable warrior class, like we will take this and use it as like a nationalism propaganda essentially tool. And it's so interesting to see like how powerful nationalism can be taking those oh, old yeah. cultural values and like making them a powerful like propaganda yeah weaponizing it making it a propaganda tool well i think that's especially relevant these days because you just see nationalism is, is really sweeping the world as a movement yeah in so many different countries uh i mean china poland. obviously russia poland um germany we kind of hope that they steer clear um yeah. in their history um but uh going back to sorry going i mean even II, even the u.s oh no sorry go ahead um now going back to world war ii one of the most interesting facts about world war ii actually i i shouldn't say it's the fact i got this from one of my grad school teachers and i don't totally trust him but it is interesting is that fdr uh did the oil embargo on the japanese yeah. in the third as a result of their war crimes in uh asia right but his oil embargo was intended to be for the aviation fuel only hmm. so to cripple their air force. And so he's, he wrote it as such, and then it, it trickles down through the, the levels of bureaucracy. And it gets to some, you know, peon who reads it and just does, and like, I don't know if he deliberately or accidentally interpreted it as such, but he was like, oh, all oil and gas. Yeah. And so that crippled then crippled the Japanese economy and drove them into a much more aggressive posture because they mm. had to have their their fuel. So yeah, we kind of kind of uh, fucked ourselves on that one. Yeah, another uh, going back to the very beginning, another case of the intern <laughs> not understanding yeah. the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I I have to look into that because I do wonder whatever happened to that guy. Because uh, man, that's a that's a tough look after yeah. you know one of the bloodiest wars and the, you know, first use of nuclear weapons and maybe it all yeah. was just one guy who fucked it up. I um, mean, was it, wasn't it inevitable though? You know, like even without Pearl Harbor, like. I think so. I think conflict was inevitable because uh, they would, they would have been encroaching on U.S. Uh, territories in Asia. Well, they and took the Philippines too. Yep. Yeah, so I, th I think it was inevitable, but uh, yeah, still just a weird little chapter in in world history. Almost yeah. like uh, if you remember from Vietnam, we obviously agreed to support the French, uh, in you know when when they were yeah. in Indochina, as they called it, against Ho Chi Minh, and Ho Chi Minh was like at the time very pro like democratic ideals. Like yeah, Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln was one of his noted heroes. Yeah, and to think if that you know he only went to the the Russians, from my recollection, he only went to the Russians out of desperation because he needed supplies. His first choice probably would have been America if we weren't backing the French. No, it it was, and that's the interesting thing because so Vietnam is like people think of it commonly like oh sixties to early seventies. It started in the forties, so like yeah. Yeah. 43, 44, we already had OSS 
the precursor of CIA yep. in Indochina, helping the the free Vietnamese basically against the the Japanese. Yep. And what happened was back in the day, um, it was the what are they called the chit the chitlins not not chitlins the chin yeah you know what I'm talking about yeah yep Ch- not chin chinooks chinooks yeah. Or something, right? Chindits. Chindits. That's what it was. I think it's Chindits. Yeah, we had basically a task force down there, and it was, uh, we were helping the the free Vietnamese against the Imperial Japanese. Um, And apparently some, like, OSS high-ranking officer got accidentally killed by free Vietnamese. And he was, like, riding in a jeep or whatever, heading to a camp to help, like, exchange... I don't know, some, some agreement with the, the Vietnamese he was accidentally killed. And this was like a major lieutenant colonel. So like kind of a big deal for the OSS. And that yeah. kind of sour relations. And then they were like, well, if the U.S. isn't going to offer help, like we'll turn other other places to look for help. Yeah, yeah, like the whole Indochina campaign for the Americans, that lasted 30 years from the 40s to the 70s. Like that took forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, did you know that the original Jason Bourne book series was actually started in in uh, Indochina in like the seventies or yeah, I think the seventies. Did not know that. Yeah, like Jason Bourne, the character was written. He began his life in Indochina. Hmm. Yeah, because it's a it's an old his his uh, the villain in the book series was Carlos the Jackal. Yeah. The, inf- the infamous uh, assassin of the what seventies and eighties. Yeah, and it was a big, uh, after, <clears throat> even during World War II, like before, during, and after, it was it was a classic case of the colonialism, like, government setup, where it's the colonial power had the minority as the ruling class. So you had a, uh, a lot of Vietnamese who spoke French and were, they might have been mixed French or whatever, mm-hmm. ruling Vietnam basically is like the puppet government for the for the French. And then, you know, if you're a minority and a war kicks off, like especially an ethnic-based war or a class-based war, yeah, you're you're kind of done, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know which side. It's like the yeah, the it's like Iraq or Haiti, any of those conflicts. Yeah. yeah. Haitian Revolution would be a fun one to talk about next episode. Yeah. There's yeah. A, there's a good Khan Academy video on that one. It was at the early 1900s. We occupied Haiti. The the U.S. occupied Haiti for like two decades. Yeah, this was during the uh, the Napoleon era. So what would that have been? 18 mid 1860s. Ooh. Was it 1860s? No, no, because 1860s would have been Napoleon the Third. I guess it was early 1800s. Mm. Um. But uh, but yeah, that's a that's a fascinating little chapter of history that I didn't know much about. Uh, yeah, which I mean, I guess we're basically just a history podcast at this point. <laughs> yeah, I will say though, like, uh, I will say alternate history is super interesting. Like you brought up earlier the the Newt Gingrich stuff, but mm-hmm. even stuff like Philip K. Dick, right? Like, oh yeah, once man in the once man in the high castle became a show, like. I ate that shit up. Yeah. And that's a pretty common yeah. trope, right? It's all like the Southern victory where it's like, hey, the South wins the Civil War, the Nazis won World War II. 
but there's a lot of intricacies that go between like not major world events but smaller world events right like yeah hey what if you know margaret thatcher had died during the falcons war and argentina took it back or hey what if you know italy you know was with the central powers in world war one like stuff that isn't super big but at least can alter like butterfly effect i guess like major yep. historical events it, it's it's interesting to look at well there's so much in history that's just bizarre and like yeah you know, i mean we talked we talked about <clears throat> ho chi Minh, but like the uh the assassin who killed franz ferdinand like the yeah. assassination went horribly horribly wrong all his compatriots were like dead or getting round up it failed and he's literally just eating a panini at a <laughs> cafe when Franz Ferdinand's convoy takes a wrong turn and drives up to the cafe. Yeah, this is the uh, uh, <laughs> Kingsman. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> did I know that it was my time to shine? Absolutely, I did. Yeah. Just, th- just throws his, ca- his croissant down and pulls the revolver. And that was a lucky shot, too, right? Like... He, he was flipped a, Franz Ferdinand in, like, the, the neck, like the jugular. So he yeah, bled out. And, well, and Franz Ferdinand was a very uh, vain individual and liked his clothes to look good on him. And so he literally had his clothes oh, yeah. sewn onto him that day. So they couldn't mm-hmm. get him out of his clothes to give him medical treatment in time. Yep. Yeah, just, uh, all, man, we're just geeking out here. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. No, no I mean, that's crazy to think about right like one like literally the shot heard around the world right like yeah. one dude decides to pull the trigger and the entirety of europe is at war That's yeah. I mean, there's there's an argument that like again that war was inevitable uh yeah. given that uh was it was it germany at the time because france and russia had a uh agreement at a pact and then germany literally like after within a couple of days declared war like they'd barely even thought about it yeah i mean the french and the russians were both so nervous about prussia right what what became germany yep after the french got absolutely clapped by the prussians yep and the russians not to mention being the throes of like a internal civil war so yeah. Yeah, I think that war was still inevitable, but Yeah. I did like the uh the Kingsman though, with uh the German agent sleeping with uh what's his face? With the president. As like oh, blackmail. Yeah. 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 It's like that that episode from the boys where they uh <laughs> use the shape the shapeshifter and it's just like this. Yeah. Gross fat dude. Um, <laughs> one other, uh, actually, a couple other topics that I still wanted to hit today. Uh, did you see the video of the Sea Wiz locking onto a 737? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the, the crew's like, no, bad, bad dog. Yeah. It's like, are we the modern ages where you're Snapchatting a Sea Wiz locking onto a civilian aircraft? We have hit we peak are. 2023 energy on that yeah i think yeah like non i'm sure non-credible defense has already jumped on that one. Oh, they probably but, shit their pants over that yeah but like how 
I mean, I'm sure they were probably in some sort of like training mode and just doing like yeah. basic stuff. But I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, we've shot down a couple of airliners in our time. Yeah, we shot United down States. a uh, Iranian one, right? And that was like a huge deal in the nineties. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. They uh yeah, they were flying over the uh the Persian Gulf. And uh there's there's some like weird mischief going on with their flight patterns, and so I think we thought it was like F fours. Mm. And uh, you know, anyway, started blasting. Oh yeah. Uh nineteen eighty eight. Uh, yeah. Damn. Uh, then the other topic that I wanted to bring up, because it's, it's relevant, is, uh, have you seen this thing about the orcas? No. The killer whales? Like the, like the sea mammal. Yeah, the sea mammal. Uh, so yeah. apparently or- orcas, there was one orca that was, like, traumatized, and I don't, <laughs> I don't think anyone really knows how or why. Um, because orcas are like they don't attack humans, right? They're yeah, like a known thing. But this orca decided to sink a boat. I think by ramming it, and now it started teaching other orcas. What how the to fuck? Boats. So like three boats have been sunk. What? Like yeah. Like, like we might be going. What? We might be going to war with one of the best sea mammals of all time. What are we talking about? Boat? Like a little like. Like a kayak or like a fishing trawler, like a private boat. Like what? What do you mean boat? Uh, I am assuming it's something along like a a small boat style. Um, orcas have sunk three boats in Europe and appear to be teaching others to do the same. But why? What? Oh, I'm seeing this why, off the though? coast of Spain. Oh, yacht uh, got attacked. <clears throat> Damn. Yeah. They hmm. shook the rudder, rudder while the big one... So they're working in teams. What the fuck? I thought orcas yeah, didn't go after yeah. humans. I mean, orcas yeah, are pretty so brutal, right? Oh, yeah. Have you, did you see the... Um, I think Shark Week last year was the first time they ever actually caught it on, on film from a drone. Uh, they actually got uh, footage of an orca killing a great white. What? Yeah. Really? It's fuck. It's yeah. It's fucking wild because it's a drone filming the surface, so you can see this great white kind of just below the surface, and then you see the orca hit it, and then oh just shit, the water, and then it just yeah. gets dragged down. South Africa, first ever drone footage of orcas killing great white shark. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, that is that is not a sea mammal you want to pick a fight with, especially since they've got the, the ability to teach each other tricks. Yeah, and that's wild too, because like looking at orcas growing up, I was like, oh, Sea World. And yeah. then, like, years later, you're like, yeah, these guys, like, kill penguins for fun and, like, torture whatever. Seals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they they will fuck your shit up. Yeah. That's um, wild. By the way, I'm checking our Instagram. <clears throat> uh, we have a new follower. Oh. It is called Treasure Map to the Truth. And the mm. profile picture is Trump. Huh. Uh, All right, so we're off yeah, to a bad is, start. This is maybe, <laughs> eh, you know, we'll, we'll take it we can get at this point. But <laughs> this is probably... <laughs> they probably do like some of our content, sadly. Um, 
but uh, yeah, we're we're maybe not that extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. With a name like that and a profile picture like that, whether, you know, to be fair, whether it was, you know, Trump or, or Biden or Obama or Bush or whoever, it's kind of a, there's some implications there, right? There's implications. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think we all know the kind of profile that probably is. So yeah. I, I, I won't follow them back. Um, we'll just keep trying to get more wholesome uh, extremist followers out of months. <laughs> The more, the more family friendly followers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, on that, you wanna you wanna wrap up here. Yeah. This has been this was a, a long longer than expected episode. Yeah, almost an hour. I mean, a lot to cover, right? Oh yeah. I mean, we had a we had a good good line of conversation. A lot of good history yeah. topics. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna say the, the Lord's Prayer to close us out. All right. Uh, I don't think we used any names in this podcast either, so that's a that's a win. Yeah, I don't think so. No. I didn't catch any. Actually, we no never addition. addressed each other other than just "Hey" or "Yo." <laughs> that's that's probably how we should keep it if we're trying to stay semi-anonymous. Yeah, but on the topic, uh, this is Hitman. This is Maverick. All right, tuning out, and we will catch you all next week on the flippity flip. <laughs>